the four o'clock football frenzy. Presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. The four o'clock football frenzy on Cofield and Company. Company. Rolling towards the 7 o'clock puck drop. Knights, massive game. Got to win this one. Game three against the Avalanche over at the Fortress. We're hanging out here at Samstown at the Race and Sportswood. Come on by. Samstown's a great place to hang out on Friday evenings. A legendary place on Friday evenings. This was this was my stomach ground when I first came to town back in 96. Lived right behind Samstown. Used to love walking. I, I don't think I walked. Uh, dr- driving over here. Maybe walking home after having a little too much. To drink, but yeah, an apartment complex right back, right back uh, in back of Samstown and back of what is the cannery now used to be, Nevada Palace. Enough about me. Let's get to the world of football. <laughs> You've got to be freaking kidding me. Uh, I saw a rando tweet from a Steffi Smalls. There's a calendar with teams all over the calendar, NFL teams. The day you were born is the team you get drafted by. Ari, what's your birthday? Not the actual August date. 13th. We don't care. I no, just we do. We do. We actually do need the date. Yeah, the, like whatever. The, the, the fifth, fourth, the eighth. The yeah, I don't the, care about when. I don't care. Oh, boy. All Hang right. on. What's going on here? You need the actual, literally the day the number, or the 13th, the as I said just day. a moment ago? Oh, good God. June 13th. What's it? What is the, Give me the month and the day. August 13th. All right. You're a charger. Are you happy? Uh, Yeah. Right this moment. Yeah. I mean, you get to live in L.A. or, you know, wherever you want in Southern California. That's pretty good. I mean, you got to think about that. The team you get drafted by, you're probably going to have to live much of the year in that city. Mm. Season's looking good so far. I mean, you don't want to be a, a 17th, baby. You'd, you'd have to live I, around Green Bay. By the way. Yep. Can I tell you my favorite part about this thing that you sent? This is brilliant. What do you mean? Look at the bottom of it. On the bottom right-hand corner. Example, May 2nd <laughs> equals the Saints. Who doesn't understand how to use this? I seem to be utter confusion no. from the first person who answered on the show. <laughs> he was just not understanding what I was asking of him. You know, the, like, you know, the problem was I didn't put in the rundown, so I already had no access. To well, that. I'm also I'm looking at it now, so yeah, I could see why you're like, oh my god, why doesn't he know? <laughs> but like, who looks at this and is like, I want to know, but I have no idea how to calculate this, right? Like, who's looking at this? Like, I need an example. Did NFL polls with a Z make this calendar? Is like, you know what? This might be confusing. Let's put an example in there just I, in case. I think they're probably right. Somebody looked at it and was like, there's not 32 days in a month. By the way, 32. Who's born on the 32nd of a month? That's right. So no one's a bear. What about leap years? I mean, oh, I but guess. But you do get the point. There is no 32nd day right, in a month. Right, that would be a 29th. The, the, the bears have 32. They screwed so, over the bears. So No one gets drafted by the bears ever. And maybe that's the joke. Yeah, but also well, I I don't know that that's the team they should have at 30 seconds. Correct. There's and probably also, some other teams. I also like the effort to put in an example, but not to realize that there's not 32 days in a month, and that nobody would get drafted by the Chicago. The Bears. day you were born is the team you get drafted by. The first is the Browns. The second, the Saints. The third, the Giants. On and on and on and on. The 18th is Kansas City. You would be drafted by the Raiders if you were born on the 26th. My mother. Is a Las Vegas Raider. There you go. I like this stuff. I feel like I'm my younger kid. brother would be a 49er. My older brother would be oh god, a Patriot. I like those things where it's like take the 
the first letter of your first name and then the second letter of your last name and like this is your this would be like your Viking name back in the day. Pretty cool. A little more complicated than this one. This <laughs> right. is pretty much for simpletons. All right. I would be a Falcon, by your, the way. Your birthday? I would be a Falcon. The 11th? Yeah. Okay. Not bad. You're happy? I mean, it's a... Dirty it's a, South? It's an even keel franchise, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, once every two years, I'll be in the playoffs. I'm down with that. What position would I be is the question. I told you my dream before. What's your dream? My dream was to always... My, my dream at, at, at any sport was just to be, like, the minimum position player, just to get, like, a veteran minimum and be, like, steady at that. So, like, long snapper in the NFL, like, middle reliever in baseball, right? NBA, like, I don't know, like, power forward enforcer, a Bismack Biombo type. <laughs> just go out there I mean, and average does, six and eight. <laughs> it does sound ridiculous. Like, I strive to be Bismack Biombo, And then when you think about it, you're like, uh, I mean, no one really has high expectations for him, but he's going to get the play. 13 years in the NBA. That's not a bad deal. Yeah. Bismack Biombo, if you're laughing at that. He's 120 mil over his career. I was going to say, if you're laughing at that, Bismack Biombo's net worth, according to this website, is $10 million. That's it? So I'd be. Surprised. T- I'd okay, be, well, that's pretty good. I'd be Bismack I think he's made Biombo. a lot more than that, no? I think so. I mean, because this is. It has to be. Because he's got a pretty good contract. Biombo talk. Yeah. I mean, but, why not? By the way, anyone want to ask my birthday? I thought you said it already. No, I didn't. Oh, what is it? March 25th. So what did that make you? A jet? Is it a jet? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I was like, come on! Curse forever. I'm forever connected. That explains the stupidity of my decision in the early 80s to latch on to uh, Freeman McNeil and Mark Gastineau and Richard oh, Todd. Come on. I would totally be Bismack Biombo. Yeah, I forgot he had a four-year, $72 million well, deal. Yeah, like he, he, had, he had a big deal at yep. one point. He's like a hundred million dollar man. Exactly. Like that's that's the that's the that's great yeah. to just be a, a a power forward who just goes out there. I'll score six points. I'll grab you eight rebounds, and then I'll get out. By the way, Jets news in. Okay. Updated this morning. Uh, one of their players has foot issues. Makai Becton. Robert Sala's already said. Uh, basically, you got to get in better shape. Yeah. He's 6'7", 363 pounds, and this was the concern when they took back in a couple of years ago. Everyone knows the kid is super talented, but they questioned his dedication from, uh, you know, the weight control standpoint. And I'm not saying this guy's the ultimate role model, but he's made a lot of money when he's needed to get in shape. Uh, Makai Becton may want to talk to Trent Brown because Trent Brown's got the same issue, and Trent Brown is just as gargantuan. And you saw Trent Brown in the offseason. He, he knows he's going to the Patriots. What, what does he start posting? Workouts. He will be in shape in New England. Right. And Becton, he better get his act together soon. Is that more of a referendum on the the Raiders culture if he doesn't feel like he needs to get in shape? Maybe. And maybe that's a reflection on what the Jets culture was. Right. But when when you're that big, you know, if your average tackle is, you know, 6'6 and 310 pounds, when you're mammoth – and people were saying, hey, you know, you, you, we've seen you balloon over 400 pounds. you got to cut that out. Right. And I think one of the things, and this is not a lot of people still think this, but I think there is still a thought that offensive linemen are just big fat guys. Right. When in reality, you look at certain guys who play that position, especially a tackle. You mentioned it. Like an Anthony Costanzo type who played for the Colts for a really long time who retired in the offseason. He was like a in shape, spelt pretty like a guy. Right. Like he was not like a big guy with a gut. That's actually like these tackles are getting more and more athletic, and so you should be cutting that down. 
and he cuts into your mobility. Imagine how much better he might be if he cuts that if he cuts that much weight. And on top of that, adds to his lateral mobility. Like, that would help a lot. And Andrew Whitworth's 40 years old. He's going to play his 1,000th season in the NFL. Right. You think he allows himself to get to – he's 6'8". You think he allows himself to get to 430 pounds in the offseason? No. Right? Can't do it. He's not a member of Cofield the company. No. Uh, Cam Newton couldn't finish practice. Hand injury. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Can I, can I Meanwhile, you? Bill Belichick is saying that Mac Jones is opening some eyes. He's doing a pretty good job. Is he? He's commanding some respect. Because I saw another report, which was absolutely phenomenal, that Mac Jones was using checkdowns throughout a majority of practice. Oh, boy. So maybe it's not Tua. Maybe it's the Bama background when you first get into the league. Right. It was. It was I'll find the exact report. But it, it was along the lines of Jared Stidham impressed with the deep ball. Mac Jones relied on checkdowns. Hmm. Belichick said, I think Mac has done a pretty good job of understanding the things that we do. He has to go out there and do them and get comfortable with them. It's a process. We've got a number of other players at that quarterback position. Come in and uh, go through that. So so he's shown some signs. He said he's, uh, he works hard, or he's working hard. He puts in a lot of time, certainly giving his best effort. I can't do any more Belichick. There you go. Well, let's That's see. Belichick. From uh, Evan Lazar, who covers the Patriots for CLNS Media. Uh, just like last week was one OTA practice. Mac Jones wasn't as sharp today through a would-be interception that uh, KVN, Kyle Van Noy, I would assume, uh, dropped. Lots of checkdowns. Also knows, though, typical rookie stuff where he's trying to get used to the passing windows. So, Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the 4 o'clock football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher, and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune-up today by calling 577-2600. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Where, oh, where is Stanford Route, the former Raider, our NFL insider? Well, I think he's actually here in Vegas. Stanford, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, fellas? Happy to be back on with you. So what's going on? Where are you? <laughs> I am much closer than I usually am to you guys, so uh, you can probably hear the excitement in my voice. You know I love being in Sin City. You are staying, I think, in the south part of town. Were you at headquarters today? What did you do? Something with the organization, the stadium? What were you doing? Yeah, we had a Raider luncheon with uh, several of the sponsors. Uh, basically, just kind of like a meet and greet. Uh, signed a lot of autographs and did like a little bit of a Q&A. So, uh, got to take a tour of the stadium. And, man, it is immaculate. So, all in all, a great day. Stanford, I mean, I feel like we've established a relationship. Where's my autograph? I, I feel like I should be <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I, I got you. I got you after the, uh, after the show. What, uh, what were you blown away by or most impressed by with the stadium? Oh, wow. I probably would just say um, huh, the locker room. Definitely something that got me a little bit envious of today's players in this generation. That's number one. Number two, I love how the field is basically kind of like a tray. Uh, they basically move it out during the week, and then on game day they bring it in, and then uh, actually seeing the flame, the Al Davis flame yeah. in person is uh, is immaculate, man. So uh, I think that uh, this stadium is definitely the best in the country, or should I say, the best in the NFL. And uh, I can't wait for Monday Night Football against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I think the other thing that'll blow people away because you know you, you can you, you think on TV you know you know, where a stadium is. But I think when people get there and they're like, oh, my God, this really is, like, almost on the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, I think that right there is the major selling point just because you see other stadiums where they may be outside the city 
Lakers, and for it to be smack dab just right off the strip, I think that uh, I think that was great placement. And I think that you're going to see a different level of pandemonium. You're going to see a different level of excitement because you could easily go to Oakland for a game and then leave right after the game. Right. But going to Allegiant Stadium in Sin City, in Las Vegas, that's something that you're going to see more fans make a weekend out of. And I think that you're not only going to have the hardcore fans, the diehard fans, but you also will acquire more of the casual fans as well to put it in that stadium. Think about this one. And Stanford Rout is with us, the former Oakland Raider. Think about this one. We've got 155,000 rooms uh, on and around the Strip. How will anyone, like, honestly compete with us for Super Bowls? We should get it, like, every three years. <laughs> hey, from your, from your mouth to Roger Goodell's ears, I couldn't agree more. And I think that whenever their first Super Bowl is going to be uh, competed in Sin City, in Las Vegas, I think that it's going to be probably the best to go down in history. But, yeah, I mean, to your point, you just hit it right on the head. As far as the hotel space, the amenities, things like that, I don't think that there's anything better. And then I'm looking at it like this. They can have a Super Bowl in cold New York, or they can have a Super Bowl in freezing Minneapolis like they did a couple of years ago. Uh, why the hell can't you have one yeah. in Las Vegas, Nevada? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the dumb thing about the stadiums that are being built, uh, many of them in the last 20 years, is they still don't get it, and they're not building them, like, in the city. They're not building it within walking distance, and that's that's the way it should be for sports fans. So tell me, uh, who else, what other luminaries were out there, what other uh, former Raiders were out at the luncheon today? Oh, well, we had a Robert uh, We had Robert Gallery, came out 2004 draft class, number two overall. One of my good friends, Kirk Morrison, was the third rounder in my draft class, 05. Now we got Raymond Chester, first rounder. Tied in, one of the best to ever do it. So it was definitely, um, it's definitely a fun day. Uh, got a got a chance to go ahead and see a lot of old faces, meet some new people. Uh, definitely um, was definitely was a major success today. Be honest on this one. Is, is the Raider alum family different than other teams you were with, or is it kind of the norm? Like you, you were with some really good organizations. You played for the Chiefs as much as Raiders people uh, hate that. But talk about <laughs> talk about some. of like, is it is it next level special, or is it kind of the norm that guys kind of stay tight and, and the teams are cool with their old players and bring them in for functions like this? I would like to say that being a part of the Raiders alumni like no other, but I'm pretty sure other teams would go ahead and say that their alumni fan base, I'm sorry, their alumni base is probably a tight knit as well. I think that no matter what, when you're a Raider, you're always Raider. That's one thing that Al Davis has always said. But even above all of that, just playing in the fraternity of the NFL, I believe it's only been 24, 25,000 human beings in the history of the world that have actually been NFL players. It's naturally going to be a tightness fraternity, and it's something that you're going to go ahead and ride with for the rest of your life. You're going to develop friendships. You're going to develop partnerships, just rapport with people. And you know that because – you know what it's like to put on that helmet because you know what it's like to go ahead and get in between those white lines. It's a connection that you're not able to duplicate or try to recreate with anybody else that has not actually been in that fire with you. Stanford Routes with us. All right, so let's make a transition here to some of the news of the day because uh, we always like the professional, the former professional athlete take. What do you make of what you see like the night of and the day after when a superstar loses and just like LeBron James just gets crushed 
by people. How does that make you feel, and why do you think it happens? Why do you think people love to get after professional athletes when they lose? I think that I mean, there's so many layers to that, but I would start off by saying <clears throat> it's always going to be a certain level. You can go ahead and put whatever human emotion you want on that because when we all are kids, five, six, seven years old, we don't grow up wanting to be doctors. We don't grow up wanting to be a, a, stock, a stock market investor or something like that when you're five, six, seven years old. Now, once you get to be 18, 19, 20, that's when you start to develop a little bit more of your own mind. You start to create your own path. But the point what I'm trying to make is, is that when you're in your adolescence or when you're, when you're a young boy growing up, you like sports, whether it's football, basketball, track and field, baseball, soccer, whatever. And nine times out of ten, your hero is going to be probably one of the superstars of the sport that you like to play. Now, what happens is as you get a little bit older throughout middle school, throughout high school, that's when you realize, that, okay, you know what? This sport really isn't for me. I'm not good enough to make it to college. When you're in college, that's when you realize, okay, you know what? I have what it takes to take to make it to the next level. Oh, no, I don't have what it takes. So there's always going to be a level of envy, spite, things like that, because we all at one point in time at five, six, seven, eight, nine years old, we all wanted to be a professional athlete or we all wanted to play sports. And I think when you look at it from that aspect, you have a lot of people that they still have harsh feelings. They still have resentment for them not making it to that mountaintop. So whenever they have the chance to go ahead and pile dirt on an individual, they are definitely going to take that opportunity because always they have had a certain level of envy towards that professional athlete. And when you think about a LeBron James, I mean, he's King James for God's sake. So anytime you can take a shot at him, because he's been the chosen one since what he since he was what fourteen. So anytime you ever take a shot, have a chance to take a shot at a prime cut uh, superstar of an athlete, you best believe fans are definitely going to do it, and even people in the media as well. Stanford, you know what, what gets me though is like taking shots is one thing, right? And, and criticizing is one thing. But, like, there's some real, like, vitriol and, like, malice behind some of the stuff that LeBron James gets, right? Like being called La Bitch by some of the media members. Like, things like that, yeah. it, it seems to be on a different level with a guy like LeBron. Because when a guy like LeBron, like I just said, he's been the chosen one since he was 14 years old. He's always been regarded as the next best thing after Michael Jordan. He's regarded as King James. He is on every commercial. He has all the endorsements. He has... Space Jam 2 coming out, it seems like he always has the world at his fingertips. And that right there elicits a certain level of uh, insecurity in a lot of people because they see that and they're like, man, how come that didn't happen to me in high school? Or the fact that LeBron James is playing in the NBA. Well, you know what? I never made it to the NBA. I wanted to play basketball back when I was a sophomore in high school. And guess what? You know what? I just simply wasn't good enough. I didn't make my high school team. So anytime you have athletes, anytime you have movie stars, but in this instance, we're talking about athletes. Anytime you have that type of a superstar player, it is going to elicit. It's going to trigger the insecurities in a lot of people. But see, here's the thing. When the Lakers won the title last year, 
What could you come out and say? Oh, I don't think LeBron James is that great. Uh, no, you can't. He just won his fourth title. Now you just look like an ultimate hater. So the moment that you have a chink in the armor, the moment that you slip, the moment that you fall, the moment that you lose in the playoffs, that's when, oh, yeah, those people that were those closet haters, that's when they're coming out and they're coming for you because now LeBron James just lost in the first round to the Phoenix Suns. LeBron James, King James, who was going 14-0 and in first-round playoff series his entire career, just had his first-round first exit. So you know what? I now, for another year, have the opportunity to lay into LeBron James, somebody that I've always been jealous of, but you know what? I can't say that out loud because then it's like, I mean, come on, you're a human being. Why are you jealous of another man? Like, stop being a hater. But now... They have the chance, and the media as well, they have the chance to go ahead and mask that behind the guidelines of, oh, well, I'm just being objective. I'm just calling out what I saw. No, there's a part of you that's jealous. You're spiteful. You're envious because you know what? He made it, and you didn't. And a lot of human beings, especially a lot of men, they like to say, oh, well, you know, I would have made it if I hadn't got hurt. Oh, well, you know, I would have made it, but, you know, my coach didn't like me. No, you didn't make it because you suck. You didn't make it because you weren't good. But that's when you see LeBron James and his greatness trigger a lot of the insecurity amongst a lot of people in the media, a lot of fans, and just men especially. Because you already know, we are egotistical creatures. We're animalistic. we got that man type of testosterone. So that's when all of that in the one, it's going to come out sooner or later. Stanford out with us. So in the other angle to this, and Steve and I were talking about this earlier in the show, where Stanford, there's also, like to me at least, and to Steve to a certain extent as well, there is almost a sadness around this because we're watching Steph Curry like reach the, the near peak of his career, right? LeBron James is clearly much closer to the end than he is to the middle at this point right now, and the injury is starting to catch up with him. Two out of the last three years, he's missed a good chunk of time. Like I, it, to a certain extent, like with all these people who we can label as haters for the most part, like do they not understand that I feel like in a year or two when LeBron's not out there, we're gonna kind of regret this. Like looking back on how much hate this guy got, he's not gonna be playing soon. We don't get to watch him soon anymore, and that's kind of sad to a certain extent. And that's exactly what's going to happen. So the day that LeBron James retires, there's going to be such a nostalgic feeling amongst a lot of fans throughout the NBA and over the world. Oh, my God, I'm going to miss watching him play this and the other. But, uh, fool, then you shouldn't have been trying to kick dirt on him when he lost in 2021 to the Phoenix Suns in the first round. But that's how human beings are. They want to go ahead and they want to pub you up. They want to push you up and they want to go ahead and compliment you. But you know what? Once you start to pass the level that they had in their mind of what you should have ascended to, once you start to go ahead and go past that, that's when now they got to start to find ways to bring you down. They got to find ways to poke holes in your game. And then whenever you falter, whenever you slip, whenever you lose, that's when they're going to go ahead and they're going to come after you because you surpassed what they had in their mind of how high you should go and how dare you surpass the image that they thought you should go ahead and reach in their mind. That's really what a lot of it comes down to. Stanford, how long you staying in Vegas? You going back tonight or you're going to hang out a little bit? Uh, still undecided. Uh, okay. Supposedly to go back tomorrow because uh, I couldn't find a, uh, a nonstop flight back home today. But we'll see how it goes. And knowing me, uh, I've always been known to sometimes uh, change <laughs> plans at the last minute. Uh, did you go over and see the new Raiders theme restaurant at the M? Yes, I was actually in there last night, and I got a huge nostalgia feeling because I'm like, 
wow, yeah. this really is like headquarters. <laughs> this really is where the players stay at the night before the game. Like this, it's called the Raiders Tavern and Grill. Like, like no subtlety at all. <laughs> uh, but definitely uh, love my time there. Just went and grabbed a burger. Uh, it was some fries. So definitely had a good time, man. Uh, and just being in this city. It truly already feels like it is a Raider town, even though they've only been here for one year. There you go. Stanford, we appreciate you coming on, okay? Thank you. You guys be good, man. Talk to you next week. There he is. Stanford out. Staying in town. Was over at a big luncheon at the stadium, and that's what the Raiders do. They bring in their uh, former players all the time. What are you chuckling at? Can we save it for Fat Pack? Sure. Okay. Let's uh, let's take care of business here. We're at Samstown, getting ready to watch a big hockey game tonight. Golden Knights and Avs. Uh, this is more than holding off the Avs. This is surviving in this series. they got to win this game tonight. Uh, on the way back, whatever John is chuckling about, how about that for a tease? And also, we'll see how weird, we'll see how weird Ari is at barbecues. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. Who better to talk about food than these two? It's the Fat Pack on Cofield and Company. Brought to you by Nova Home Loans. C'è la luna mezzo mare, mamma mia, me mare da te. Figlia mia, cuttature, mamma mia, ti pensa tu. Oh, no. Fat Pack time. Were you getting more uh, guff from Joe Sixpack on LeBron? How about this tweet? This is so good. You have defended LeBron real hard today. Real hard. Right, and I should also say this too. If it was Monte Morris who was getting this kind of crap for being, like, it's not just LeBron. It's just, you know, the successful athlete getting destroyed regardless. We've all been elbowed on the pickup court or knocked down. Never seen anyone lay there as long as LeBron. AD is injury prone. LeBron is soft. Okay. Your pickup game. At 24-hour fitness is the same as what LeBron James is doing. <laughs> My guess is the person's not good enough to play at 24-hour fitness, so don't even don't even insult the games at 24-hour fitness because there could be some good runs there <laughs> Sorry, with some like, former you know, college players and high school I, players. I saw I saw two lonely dudes when I drive my Desert Breeze the other day practicing like their little jump shots, and maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Like, I got elbowed in the face one time. I mean, that you said that's what it is. That is what it is, right? Like, people... Everyone played sports, so they watch athletes get hurt. And, you know, they're like, I, I was never like that. Okay. Right. And I'll also say this. This is the last thing on this. Because I saw this about uh, James Harden, right, when the when MJ Doc was coming out, um, about Harden wouldn't last a second in that league. He's so soft. You can't take a foul. Okay. Because LeBron and Harden are embellishing to get a call does not mean that they are soft and can't take a hard hit. We see this all the time, right? It was a great point we brought up earlier. You see it with wide receivers in the NFL. Did Pete DeBoer say that you see embellished calls? Pete DeBoer accused the Cavs, the, Cavs, the Avs, of embellishing all night, and, and that at some point, him. at some point, it got to the the refs. There was nothing they could do. They yeah. had to, they, you know, they had to make some calls. Hmm. Soft. Hockey players are soft. That's all I take from that. You're worked up. Just like the bun that I would use at my Memorial Day barbecue. We'll, Soft. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get back into this in a little bit. Yeah, there was a list up at the beginning of the week. Memorial Day barbecue. You got your choices. You got 15 bucks. You can pick from this list. That's a big list. I'm not going to read all of them, but 
Six bucks for ribs. Mac and cheese, like $4. Potato salad, three. Fruit salad, two. Coleslaw, two. I'm sure a lot of people saw this list. Ari's been dying to give out. Did this, uh, his list, oh, his choices, did it add up to $15 or not? Or you go beyond? You're not always great at math. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, it? No, it, it did not go beyond. I I thought about it. I actually could have saved a couple dollars, but I took, I went ahead and spent the whole 15 Can I guess at what Ari's yeah, meal was? It. Now, it's either the fry, it's either the cheeseburger with no cheese. <laughs> cheeseburger with no cheese, right? That's the main dish. I thought about it. Or I feel like he would go ribs because it's relatively simple. Just meat with potentially barbecue sauce. I think sauce is going to screw him up. Right, but you can also get a dry rub and, like, no sauce. <laughs> I so. think the dry rub will be too spicy. Am I right on those two? No, but your your logic is kind of somewhere in the right place. Uh, but it's the ribs itself that I don't like. Not I love barbecue sauce, but I want it no, on no, my let's chicken. Just, all right, let's hear ribs. your horrible plate. Uh, and the cheeseburger, I get a lot of guff for, you know, not following rules or wanting things differently. So I, I decided to move past that. Of course, fried chicken. Why would you want anything other than fried chicken? And it's a dollar less than the ribs. Uh, that and mac and cheese puts me at ten. That puts you at nine. But I'm okay. sorry, at nine. You're right. Now I thought about it. Yes, I'm not great at Five math. Five plus four is nine. All right. I am so. not great at math. I've. I've. Anyway, uh, I thought about how cool it would be to just go ahead and buy a six pack of beer and just kind of like hand it out because I'm not a big beer drinker because I have a little extra cash. But I, I decided to skip over that. So the chicken, the mac and cheese is nine. I got a corn on the cob, makes 11. Uh, what else did I do? I lost oh, my list. God. I have a cookie for $2 that takes me to 13. A salad, 14. And eh, throw in a popsicle, why not? Ari got a, he got fried chicken, mac and cheese, corn on the cob, salad, cookie, popsicle. That's Sounds the, great. The worst. Can you double up on stuff? Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, what you want mine? I'll get. I'll, I'll give you. You, you as you're ready. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, ribs, guess. six bucks. Mac and cheese puts me at ten. We're gonna go with. Now this was the tough part. I'm gonna go with baked beans, which puts me at twelve. So I got three bucks left. So let's go with corn on the cob. Puts me at fourteen. And salad. Got a little roughage in there. You know what I mean? There's almost no drinks on this list. I would assume. Yeah. Well, there's six pack of beer, and that's it. Which I think, from a value perspective, you're getting six of the beers. Like you almost have to buy the six pack of beer on this list. But you guys skipped out on it. Yeah, but I'm not a beer drinker. Like, I don't like drinking beer and eating food. Like Same. I never understood the ability to eat copious amounts of food while drinking beer. It's way really? too filling. Yeah. Steve. I am a I'm a brown liquor sipper while eating food. Fifteen dollars, you got like eighteen items to choose from. Ari went with fried chicken, mac and cheese, corn and cob, salad, cookie, popsicle. Um, I'm going pasta salad for three, corn on the cob for two, and two six packs. That's ridiculous. That's Why? A, it's a terrible meal. What do you mean? That's all I need to eat. What is it again? Pasta salad, corn on the cob. That's so and bad. And two six-packs. That's so bad. Vegetables. Why? <laughs> that's such a terrible meal. No, it's not. That's awful. Well, uh, that's what I will be doing. If I could have thrown in baked beans, but I spent it on the beer, it's I would so have gotten baked beans. This weekend, that's what I will be doing. I probably won't do pasta salad. I will do corn on the cob, baked beans, work around the house, and two six-packs. Ribs. That's that's gross. It's not. There's just no substance to that. It's just like carbs and that's like a, that was a lot of nothing. substance. Like, I'll be super hydrated. What happened? No, you, no, you can't. You're drink, on your diet. I'll, and you I'll drink. I'll drink water out of the uh, out of the hose. Can I tell you that for the first time in a long time? Sorry, not, there's no bottled water offer here, so I got to use a hose. Since I'm home alone, I was at the grocery store like last weekend, and I was you know getting some stuff to cook at home, and 
for some reason, I walked by the, the, the beer liquor section in the grocery right. store, and, like, 21-year-old John just, like, emerged from my brain. He was like, get beer. And I was like, all right, yeah, cool, beer. That sounds great. I got a lemon shandy from Lining Kugel or whatever. Okay. I've had one. I've, they're good, but yeah. I've had one. <laughs> like, like, I was like, I'm going to drink this. I'm so wild. And then, like, I had one. And I, had I thought we were getting wild tonight. What are you drinking? Hell, yeah. Brown liquor, as you said? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'm young. I've been trying to stay off the beer. Drink. I've actually been trying not to buy, not to buy beer because I don't want it in the house. Mm-hmm. Just try and try and my best. Funny thing is, last, last week I went to go get some uh, some of the seltzers. Drink some of the seltzers, right? A little less carbs. I don't know if they're any healthier. Uh, they are. They're and they had a Memorial Day sale on beers. There was like a 20 pack for ten dollars, and I'm like, I'm going to drink beer again. There will be people over my house who drink beer, so I got 40 beers. And then I got home, and I'm like, hey, I'm not drinking these. So now I actually went out, and I got nothing to drink. Yeah, we're getting wild tonight. You as, sure? As the kids say, bar sipping, card I feel like you'll be asleep by the time we end the podcast. Once Grand Coke Wood. and I are done breaking down Grand the, 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 the Golden Knights, I don't feel like I don't feel like you're going to be out, but we'll see. Oh, bet. Oh, bet. <laughs> All right, up next we're going to talk to Kevin Klein, who runs a book here. We'll find out what's going on around the book and also get some of his food items off of this uh, dreamy barbecue list. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. I don't get a kid a chance. Come on, brother, come on, baby. Are you serious? This dude don't box. Yeah. This dude is a YouTube sensation. Club, box. And now this club, box. Club was one of the best. Club was the best time time for a long time. Yeah. I mean, mean, boxers boxers couldn't hit him. How numb boxers gonna hit him? Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at Samstown Race and Sportsbook. That was Roy Jones. Taking a dump on the Logan Paul Mayweather fight this weekend. Floyd's doing an exhibition saying that uh, Logan Paul is going to find out like this isn't playtime. I think it sucks that fight's an exhibition. I wanted to bet it. Not that I was completely fired up to lay like minus 1,000 on a fight, but that would have been a good one. So the way like boxing, you know, I'm not really big in boxing. I know you're not. You said yesterday. uh, I just wanted to make sure everybody knows it again. Yeah. Um, But the weight discrepancy thing, like, not a big, massive issue. Obviously, he's got speed, and he's a very good. He's a magician, makes the punches disappear. But I'm always interested to see what the weight distribution is. Are you serious? Huh. Do you think you think the one of the greatest no, boxers? I'm, I'm asking. I'm not yeah, really. I don't really think well, it's I that much of a I was responding by being obnoxious yeah. and missing your question. But, yeah. Kind of like, what's the word? What was the word that he used? Uh, acerbic. Yeah, that was very acerbic My friend, my friend yeah. Dan was saying earlier, um, I actually, I guess the weigh-in's tomorrow. So, my guess is that. Um, Logan Paul will weigh 190, and Floyd will weigh max 153 pounds. So there'll be there'll be a big difference. But will it make a difference? No. no. Floyd Mayweather's a professional boxer. This guy's a clown who works out. Trying hard though. Boxer size. Yeah. Kevin Klein's with us. Um, I don't even know. Do you even know what's going on with this fight? Because we couldn't book it here in town. And then they then they announced the rules, and that's like there is no winner announced. There's no judges. They can knock each other down. Weird. Yeah. Uh, not paying too much attention to that. I mean, Have you had anyone ask about it? It is yes. Floyd. Yeah, they are asking. Yeah. And, you know, they're all – so, that I see that was somewhere at uh, two, uh, 22 to 1. Um, is that what I heard? It probably is. I know the odds in, in offshore, when they were offering it, I'm not even sure if they're offering it, were like – I saw minus 1,200, um, but I believe that it would be minus 2,200, so – yeah, well, he's not going to embarrass himself, and he wouldn't have done this if it wasn't going to be just a uh, 
now. He'll do what he wants with them after exactly. they'll start swinging a little bit. Yep. He'll do whatever he'll, he wants. He'll, he'll carry them for a little bit and then it's poke them. not going to embarrass And himself. then poke them and then probably knock them down and then the ref will have to jump in and go, this is going to get disgusting. So. Did you guys book the Askren-Paul fight a couple ben, months ago? Ben, ben Askren and, and Jake Paul was a <laughs> boxer, sort of, an MMA guy. Yeah. It actually got good. I don't think got, we did. Yeah, it was actually it, got decent action. It got a lot of pay-per-views, too. I was going to say, there was one, a couple of shops reported like it was equal to like a decent main event like for a UFC card in terms of the handle. So the yeah, answer, there's, a, there's a desire to bet on something it, like this, which is nuts. It's a weird time in boxing. I mean, you've been doing this long enough that good boxing weekends here, that was healthy handle. Right? Right. Some of the biggest fights. Right. Yeah. Kevin Klein is with us. Samstown. All right. Let's talk, uh, first of all, what's going on tonight with the game, I, uh, the Avs-Golden uh, Knights game. I saw last night at least uh, one book had the Avs as a slight favorite. I assume with ta- with money in town that the Knights are slightly in front now? Yeah, it's flipped. Okay. 115? 120. Now it's okay. 120 the other way. Knights are favorites. So there, there's definitely uh, got some liability there. Um, but, you know, it's expected. You know, we're going to have, uh, you know, I think I think we won the last two periods. You know, we, we came out of I that. I played them. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so they're very disappointed so we're not as bad as that first game, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the Avs, they're going to come out flying, and we better better not give up any goals early. Well, my God, the first goal that Flurry gave up, what a bad break. Well, yeah, that's right, because it was like the biggest changeup any any catcher would have ever saw, and it was a goalie. I mean, you couldn't practice that shot, right, for the stick to land on top of the puck and totally – throw a changeup at the goalie. It reminded me of playing shuffleboard at a bar. That's what the puck was like. You ever you play, yeah. you play shuffleboard right, and you slide right. the puck down? Flurry's like, my God, I thought I was getting a rocket my way, and then all of a sudden there's this little knuckleball. Yeah, so that was, you know, he couldn't believe it. Nobody could believe it. But that happens. You know, very disappointing. All right, so where do you think the Knights are from an attitude standpoint going into the game tonight? I mean, that was deflating. It was deflating, but uh, I think... You know, we're going to have 18,000 to be the biggest, biggest uh, fan base we've had this year or anywhere, right? Yeah. Hockey, first yeah. time. Yep. So, uh, you know, we're pretty good there. And uh, I don't think they'll be deflated. I think they've responded uh, plenty of times when things have gone bad. I mean, they're, we're a good hockey team. Maybe not as good as the Avs, but I think it, can I, go, it can go either way. They're not... They're not behind them. I, I mean, actually I think they are as good as the Avs. And I think if they play a swarming style... Um, I, I, they were brilliant in the second and much of the third, and they, they stymied the Avalanche speed because they never let the Avalanche get any open space. They I, they can do it again. I agree. But the other trick is, and listen, we can all we as as onlookers, hockey players are amazingly skilled. They're also on skates. I know it sounds stupid, but um, getting the shot in the right place, you know, when you have the moment, getting it in the right place, because that was the biggest thing. The post. And at times not being able to get the puck over, you know, Grubauer's glove or pads, it was just it was just debilitating. And you know, both goalies made spectacular saves, but both both of them gave up a lot of posts. Yeah. In that game, so maybe they weren't too. quite as good as yeah. as it looked. But you know, it's uh, gosh, I just still can't believe it. Yep. Ranton in with a just a freaking rocket, and uh, in his case, he actually he actually he kind of he kind of bashed it off of Flurry's face into the net, and you know, wound up going over his left shoulder. But that was a brilliant goal. So all right. Well, we are where we are with the Golden Knights. Um, I actually, 
I don't know what you guys have the series at because I, I should be it's open. Plus five sixty, I think. Ah! So I got I have I need every app in town. I'm, I've been here three times. I got to <laughs> open the I got to open your freaking account. I got them at five hundred earlier, so five sixty. That okay. They may not win the series, but if you're if this a, sound this sounds stupid, but if you're going to win in betting, there are spots where you you're almost obligated to play certain numbers. And if you play enough of those numbers, I think you come out a winner in the long run. Well, there's plenty of uh, series that, you know, we're talking about home ice, right? So you win two here, you just go home and win two. Happens all the time. Yes. Unless, of course, it's the, the Mavs and the Clippers and the visitor only wins so far in I mean, five. And, and comebacks do happen. We just saw the Maple Leafs and the Canadians. Yep. Absolutely. So I thought that was going to be the case with the Lakers. That didn't happen. I had the Lakers for the series at minus 110. I bet the game last night at minus one and a half. What are you doing, bro? What? I had the Lakers game one, after game one, bet them even money. Then after That's game what I did th- after game one. But then after game three, when they're up 3-1, you put a little skosh on the Suns at plus 625. At least you get your wager back. Yeah. Bam. Oh, I didn't do it. I was a loser on that one. I'm the model model better for sportsbooks. It's not, it's not working out. Um, are you guys in the sportsbook industry concerned when you know teams like the Lakers are out? LeBron's out. Is that, does that hurt handle, or are we going to get – is this kind of the changing of the guard? Are you getting enough uh, casual betters will be fired up about it's the It's going to hurt the handle a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, it, it's always the Lakers. When, you know, when we decide every night what game's going to go on this big screen we got here, yeah. it always ends up leaning that way. You know, when the Knights aren't playing, it ends up being a Laker basketball game. Uh, what do we got going on for the Belmont? Uh, obviously, people can watch it here tomorrow. Are you going to put up a pick? Yeah, I put a – pick on Kevin's board uh, for tomorrow and uh, by the way you know today the day before we had a big race crowd so it'll be banging tomorrow um, I'm gonna go with uh, Hot Rod Charlie the four horse okay uh, we base a hundred dollar bet so we're going 40 to win and 60 to place um, there's eight horses going there's five of them that come out of the derby uh, the reason the thing that sold me besides the horse is just dynamite uh, the jockey is uh, uh, Flavian Pro, uh, Platt, he rode Rombar in the Preakness t- three weeks ago, and he chose this horse over him. So that's how uh, I'm going to roll. Sounds like a good pick. We had uh, one of our horse experts was on before the Derby, and he liked Hot Rod Charlie in that one. Little do we know that Bob Baffert was going to play Bob Baffert games. And, uh, you know, we have a – I don't want to joke that the horse is a junkie. It's not the horse. Uh, what do you think about – what they did to Baffert. So Churchill Downs, two-year suspension, obviously for the Belmont. New York is like, you're not coming here. Just too many times. Uh, you know, it, they kind of, in that sport, because every state has different rules, you know, they, they need to get all the rules the same. But, you know, he has problems uh, just about wherever he goes. I happened to be on that juice horse on the Derby Day, so I lucked into that. You're not going to give the money back? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me too. Were you? Yeah. Well, my handicapping process was my wife's mom's maiden name is Medina. Let's throw some money on it and have some fun. It's as good as any. So thank God Bob Baffert's a cheater, huh? Barbecue menu for a, like a you know a, a cookout, right? I'm gonna give you some choices here. Okay. Tell me, I'll, tell me to stop when you want to say no. I won't eat that. There's 22 items. Okay. This may take a while. It's all right. Ribs. <laughs> Cheeseburger. Just waiting for a no. Fried chicken, brats, hot dog, mac and cheese, six-pack of beer. Still no. No. Still going. Pasta salad, potato salad. This this could be a no. Black bean burger. Yeah, that would be a no. Okay. 
Ari on this list, our producer, had no on 10 of the 22 items. The rest of the items were uh, guacamole, baked beans. Yeah, no on the guac. Oh, really? Yes. Why I, not? Yeah, I don't know why. It just kind of, <laughs> you know, that, that reaction you is just it, gave me, my family gives me that same look. Could be texture. Like it's delicious. I don't know. I'm not going to do it. Corn on the cob, coleslaw, watermelon, fruit salad, hummus. No on the coleslaw for me, man. Yeah, I'm passing on that. Okay, three items. A slice of pie, like dessert, cookie, chips, popsicle, salad. I mean, it's, Good with all that. Right? 19 of 22. Ari only had 12 of 22. Sorry, Zulu. I'm 22 for 22. You know, when I was walking by earlier, and I heard you guys were talking something, yeah. I didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. I thought you were counting calories on stuff. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, this group? <laughs> Counting calories. <laughs> he says, like, you were, I thought you guys were on break or something and we're uh, counting calories. I uh, we, we were supposed to – there's a budget here. Every item has a price on it, and you had to add it up to 15 bucks. So my choice was uh, I had a pasta salad, I had uh, corn on the cob, and then I had two six-packs of beer. That's, that's my choice. So Come on. Right? It's the weekend. Of course. We're going to have fun. I hope we're going to have fun. Av, or, uh, Avs need to lose tonight. The Knights need to win this one because I'll tell you what, I was bummed. The other night, yeah. Like it took me, took me a little. I was. I bet you lost money. Well, it's, I mean, I was mostly. Yeah, I was mad that I lost money because I had them. Uh, they were down one nothing. I got them the Knights at plus three hundred to win the game, and I'm like, I'm golden here. Look at the way they're playing. I, I somehow I lose this. So, yeah, that's, it's kind of a bad beat for yes, sure. Yes, it's it's a bad. They look so good the second, and third. I mean, they were putting it to them. Uh, let's mention the kiosk before we let you get back to work. Oh, kiosk is just just banging. Just just super. Everybody loves them. Uh, you know, I'd imagine football, we have five. Might have to add some when football comes. Um, that'd be a good problem to have. And uh, so simple. And they're really efficient. There's hardly any issues with them. It's just it's pretty, it's pretty nice. Sign up for the mobile account. Come in, use the kiosk, and you got 24-7 access to sports betting. Kevin, we appreciate it. Thank you, guys. 5 o'clock hour coming up. We're going to talk to Ryan Holland from ESPN, former NBA player. He'll uh, give us his take on what happened to the Lakers last night and what could happen to the Clippers tonight.